I'm back in the motherfucking side of a cash money motherfucking record. You hoes thought I was down, but I ain't pimp down, nigga. But when I'm raised from the motherfucking dead, nigga. <laughs> Sugar dog, bear wolf. <laughs> we ain't making no easy for these hoes. <laughs> he said. <laughs> what do you say? Um, what do you say? Uh, Sugar Don, Juvenile, the granddaddy. <laughs> I forgot how it go. Baby, they send them hoes to the GYBO clinic. Slim ain't playing with them hoes. Dookie can get his mind right. Turk, he, he tight. tight. <laughs> <laughs> they making no evil hoes. And Juvenile need to suck Some on the limit because he just fucking jaws done. Lock up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where's Ziggy at? <laughs> hey, Ziggy. Cheap toilet paper. He died. Rest in peace. He did? Yeah. No, man. I only know that because I think he was on a BG song where um, he gave a shout out to him. No, man. Listen, I wanted, if we ever made it big, man, I wanted Ziggy to do an introduction to me one day, man. Because Ziggy, yeah. that was a fucking hype man for your ass, yeah. boy. Yeah. I ain't never know. Um, one of my homeboys from New Orleans, um, shout out to Carlin Mills. Um, told me about uh him because he was like, "Oh no, you don't know that dude in the wheelchair." I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, big chief toilet paper. He wore a colostomy bag." Oh shit! So, <laughs> so I learned a lot there. Hey, what was wrong with him though? Shot up at I think he got shot up. Wasn't he in um baller blocking? Why you blocking us? Baller blocking us. I, I think, think he, so. I want to say he wasn't baller blocking. Um, I think he was buying on the baller block. I think he, I think he was talking to BG about something. It was because big, big baller blocking. Baller blocking's dialogue was so fucking all over the place. Yeah, it was. I, I wanna, um, I wanna actually watch that again. Yeah. Like recently, because I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, you're right. That nigga got Ziggly Wiggly talks doing skits for cash money. Well, hey, yeah, but Ziggy, man, Ziggy, that's that fucking was entertaining, man. Yeah. Remember, yeah. um, this is Leroy Tyrone Yokoshima coming live from the lobby of the hotel <laughs> after the juvenile big time of hot concert. concert. <laughs> Ziggy son, what the fuck is an Oscar Mayer? Oscar, Oscar Mayer is a big old black wiener. That's on fire, you heard me? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Ziggy son. I ain't no punk bitch. I ain't say you no punk bitch. <laughs> I ain't no punk bitch. I ain't say you was. I'll kick I your brown brown in that. Let me tell you, Oscar Mayer is a motherfucking big old black winner that's on fire. <laughs> I forgot. How, I forgot how that one go. Yeah, man. That's damn boy. That's why them is fucking cast money from back and then, man. Those wanna holler? Ask for the motherfucking Oscar Mayer. Go, we on fire. You heard me? <laughs> Can you woo woo woo? Shabooty woo woo. Would you be mine? <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Ziggy. Uh, rest, I may you rest in peace. We could pee your pace. I could see when he died and stuff. May you rest in peace, man. Oh, where's Ziggy at? <laughs> when he said. <laughs> what he said? Slim sending the walls to the GYBO clinic. You know, it took me a long ass time to figure out what he was talking about. Oh, um. GYBO is obstetrician. That's OBGYN. But you know, I was when that album came out. That shit, I made. I was young, so I didn't know that. That's four hundred degrees, right? No, that was like um, 
Now that wasn't that wasn't guerrilla warfare. Going to the GYPO clinic, slamming, playing with them hoes. I want to say it was Turk. He tight. I want to say it was out of big. It was out of um. It was either how you love that. No, no, no. It's either I got that work or um, G Code. It's one of those two albums. Which that's one when he came. Put your Glocks in the mug. Get your box. Cause that's when he came back. Oh, that's G Code. He came back on um on G. I know that was the first two albums I ever heard him on. G Code and I got that work. I got that work. Like, no, man, I, I miss that shit. Sometimes I think about the time frame, man. I'm like, boy, like. Man, the best one of the best areas, the best periods of hip hop, at least to me, I was always too young for that I could really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I enjoyed it as a young man, but like you know, to just up and like have my own money to go to concerts and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but back then, man, I was like, I don't know, you know, he ain't come like he ain't come for much. Nigga ain't never had shit like juvenile knew. Acting like a nigga, they ain't, ain't never, never had, had shit. shit. <laughs> Through my bean stand, that's massive. <laughs> but um, yeah, that shit was just. That shit was just dope, man. That shit was just dope. I still think about um the after Cast Money um concert um. Here you go. Which album was that? G code. I told you. Ain't pit down, nigga. Bubble done raised me from the motherfucking dead, nigga. I'm sitting with wiggle. Big chief toilet paper. Clack, 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 ring. I'm about to bust the motherfucking dome with all this platinum on my motherfucking wrist. What the fuck? me like I ain't shit. Bitch, I got clout. I don't know what the best is. I'm motherfucking street. Took $5 and flipped that bitch a zillion times. I done made 10 million motherfuckers. That fucking math is off. Uh-huh. You don't like that shit? You don't play yourself? Bitch, cash money about to blow this bitch up for them two strippers. <laughs> Motherfucking G, nigga, cuss the G. We live by a fresh what? That's a seven minute skit? Nah, the sun come on right behind it. Okay. You come outside. You take your all the porch and shit in pampers. You can't get your little boy to put the garbage on. All right, man. You better get yourself together and say, I'm going to work for somebody who going to pay me. I just got to be there. You going to be took care of. That's real, though. You make old school. Fresh old school. Fresh, the best motherfucking mixer in the world. Sugar Slim stretch them hoes. Ow! Them hoes got to go to the GYBO clinic. Slim ain't playing with them hoes. Two million is not right. Turn. He's tight. These ain't making it no easy for these hoes. And then juvenile just need to suck on the lemon because he just awesome. His fucking jaw stone. Clack, clack. Locked up. Cash money, motherfucking records. Multi-millionaires. Niggas are off the streets. Y'all made it. Niggas all kind of head. They done smooth that shit out. And brought it to another motherfucking level, nigga. I'm the big chief. You wanna holler? Ask for the fucking Oscar Mayer, cause we on fire. Good night, good night. And I'm here with Shaka Shaka. What the fuck was up with them Asian people, man? <laughs> cause there was two sketches when, cause I remember, um, cause Fresh imitated an Asian person on 400 Degrees. Mm-hmm. BG did it on G Code. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised BG did it because BG didn't seem to be funny. Mm-mm. Yeah, BG always be serious, man. That BG seemed like, I mean, he was a bit, personality-wise, BG seemed like they're Tony Yayo. Mm-hmm. And that he's the, this motherfucker, you never see him crack a joke. Nope. Because you ain't know. Mm. Like, this nigga never, nigga never smile, nigga never laugh. Because you can, because I get dudes not smiling. Cause All I, his smile seemed forced. Yeah. Like, he just, I'm just trying to make you feel at ease. You're right. But what was the other one? That wasn't their best one, though, and he was different, me. though, because, like, Juvenile was always smiling. Juvenile always seemed like, even though his name was Juvenile, yeah. he always seemed like a grown-ass man. <laughs> like, Ju- yeah, Juvenile had that, like, I done been through shit. That's why this shit ain't nothing to yeah. me. That's why I'm smiling. And the first time I ever seen Juvenile's flip was either it was last year or earlier this year when they um, interviewed him and mentioned Young Buck. Oh, that talk about DJ Vlad interview? Yeah, and he was like. I had to watch the interview. Yeah, he was like, man, you know, I'm I done very- let this shit ride forever. I'm tired of this shit. And then he went off. He was like, I hate that dude. Like, he went off. Because he was he was with UTP at first. Yeah, Young Buck was with UPT. But Young Buck, he telling that story about... Um, how Juvenile left him. Was how Juvenile like left him in um, California. And then Juvenile was like, I mean, that's just the story that he's going to tell. I mean, it makes him look better, so it's all right with me, whatever like that. But he was just like, he was done. Because I guess 20 years later... He's still telling the same old story, but he went in detail and had it all fucked up. So he's like, man, fuck that shit. I got to watch the off. interview. Like, yeah. Because, I mean. Oh, the interview was over after he said the word Young Buck. And and when Juvenile went off. Yeah. Like, but when Vlad mentioned Young Buck, the interview was over and they'll mean it later. It was just Juvenile <laughs> just cursing Young Buck's name. <laughs> <laughs> it was over. I don't know what Vlad either, though. Um, Why? I also think it's the people's fault, though. But he be setting motherfuckers up. Like, he got all kind of credit. He be set, he be setting motherfuckers up that you could actually listen to his interviews and lock people up. If the FBI could use his interviews to lock people up. Well, I mean, he's 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 dispelled that. But my thing, here's my thing. Shutting the fuck up is free of charge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still say it's all the, it's the other people's fault. I remember he um interviewed Willie D about something. He well, asked the question. Another reason why I see don't like Eminem, so. What's that again? He don't like Eminem. He doesn't? Mm-mm. You know, Slim Jesus, that's the guy's name. It was a white kid that did drill music from Chicago, I think. But he wasn't really, like, he wasn't really, like, uh, I guess, hood, so to speak. He was being a character, basically. I was trying to, I was trying to figure out his name for the last month. Mm-hmm. That's why it just dawned on me when you said Eminem. For some reason, I thought of Slim Jesus. Mm. But I remember because Vlad keeps talking about, for like a long, there's a long period of time that he kept bringing up Slim Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. However, um, I remember um, Vlad interviewed uh, Willie D of the Ghetto Boys fame, and um, he asked Willie D a question, and Willie D didn't say anything. He didn't he didn't confirm the night. He just he was he he sat there quietly until Vlad actually just moved on to the next question. And I was mm-hmm. like, but you can see the difference between the OG and these young cats nowadays. These young cats got a cap over everything. Right. Willie D's I ain't got it. I don't need a cap. I know what the fuck. Like, OG, OG niggas, niggas like our gener- like before our generation. Because I think our generation kind of started that whole capping over from the region shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like cats like, that came out before us, they, like, I know I did the shit. I don't need you to know it. I yeah, took, yeah. And I take some of that from the older people that I was under. Like, not everybody needs to know everything I did. Yeah. Um. So, the clout. It it means a lot to the new generation. 
Like what. that's rappers out right now that are in jail because they made a rap song about them killing other people, calling their names out and stuff like that. Motherfuckers don't know Game how to name. Wars and don't stuff. know even movies say <clears throat> names and names and shit like that would change to protect the actual protect yeah, certain the, people. Yeah, to protect the innocent or the guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like, man, listen, like, the Ghetto Boys had a song about that damn it feels good to be a gangster. Mm-hmm. And Scarface has a line, um, some about niggas always got a high cap, showing all those boys how he shot them. But real, ga- real gangster-ass niggas don't flex nuts, because real gangster-ass niggas know they got them. Yeah. That, that, that mindset there. You don't have to tell every fucking body everything you did, because yeah. you did it. You know you did it. And was that the point to let everybody know that you did it? Or yeah. was the and point? Another point is to stay out of jail. Yeah. Or I mean, I'm saying the point, the point of what you did is to do what you did, right. not for everybody else to know what you did. Right. I mean, think about it. Look at the wire. How did Avon and Marlowe stay out of jail so long? Nobody. First of all, nobody knew the fuck Avon was. Mm-hmm. That's how he was staying out of jail. The second people find out who he was, Avon goes to jail. Yeah, and he was mad about that shit too. Marlo. Marlo stayed out of jail, mostly because people didn't know who he was. But once mm-hmm. people knew who he was, he stayed out of jail because he was quiet about everything he did. Mm-hmm. Chris, yeah, you pissed Marlo off. Your ass going to one of them empty ass row houses that mm-hmm. nobody, um, that no. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about this too, from a writer standpoint, but also from a societal standpoint. You've seen the wire, right? I think you saw it more recently than I did. Right, last year. Stringer Bell is such a fucking idiot. You said you about to sound like Bo Money. But money hates Stringer Bell so much. Stringer Bell's an idiot. Stringer Bell, I don't know. Elder. I don't know why everybody loves Stringer Bell. Yeah, <laughs> that's my money Jones impersonation. Um, oh, but you you knew that, right? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he hates him to the point where he hates Idris Elba. Damn, I haven't <laughs> been in the gym in a while, so I listen to no podcast in a while. You know how he was trying to actually like um, go into real estate? Yeah, I was like, but you remember the um? I remember he was out and he was alive when Amsterdam, quote unquote, happened, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, so Stringer Bell knows about all these empty-ass row houses. It never occurs to him to take that money that he's trying to use and invest in buy them houses for white people to buy, to actually buy those houses up, renovate them, you know, fix them back up so they're no longer condemned, so that people can live there, especially black people. Like, that never actually, like, never dawned on him. Who's going to live in houses where there's a bunch of bodies on them? Black people. Nobody knew about that. Remember, Marlo wasn't Marlo wasn't doing that yet. Mm. Marlo didn't start doing that to season four. Okay. When he had took him over the West Side. But yeah, I, th- I mean, even still, he was doing that shit for a long time up until he got killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I was like, bro, you could have actually balled that shit up, fixed it. I'm actually looking at your messages right now. You know that, right? Okay. Okay, well, shit. If, if it makes you uncomfortable, I'll leave it down. My wife just sent me some titties. I was just showing them off. He, no, that's not what happened. I'm but joking, shit, David, anyway, for you, nigga. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, I think it goes to like sometimes with black people. Like, we so fucking focused on, we be focused on the wrong things sometimes, which I'm, I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, he could have made that shit way easier on themselves. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of like me. Like, right now, I make a lot of things very hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't need to, like start like. When it comes down to it, is is I even go like business style right now, right? Mm-hmm. I own three businesses, so with these three businesses, everything has rules. You have rules automatically that go with businesses, and just by that alone, I be failing at it because I want to do different things. That's it's not against the rules. But it's the reason why there's rules in place for it. Yeah. 
So I have to just step back and be like, these are the rules. So let's start out at the baseline, follow the rules, and then spread out from there. So there's, it's just, I don't know why. Just with black people, yeah, things be. Yeah, white people just try to find that loophole. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, you know, brought that up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Reddit in a group of the wire. Somebody asked about that. Uh, are those row houses still at, um still up? Mm-hmm. And I'm Baltimore, and I said likely because you know houses like that still exist in Charleston. Right. But right. I was like, that's actually the beginnings of gentrification. Those mm-hmm. houses, um, those houses are sitting there because they're dilapidated. They go into disrepair because no one cares about the area because black people live in there now. Right. So then, what happens next? Somebody swoops in, buys up all the property, fixes it up, moves white people in, moves black people out. There you go. Right. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, why does a string of bell just do that? Like, buy up all that property, fix it up, move so black people can have a place to live, a place that's look, that looks presentable and respectful. Because I guarantee you if he does that, if you give people something that, you know, that's worth something, people tend to fight for it. Right. If you give somebody, well, uh, uh, another thing they could do is for those buildings, mm-hmm. instead of gentrifying it, like they have opportunity zones and stuff like that. Yeah. They have opportunity zones now, so they can, like what they did in um, here, where they wanted to move people out of Charleston. Yeah. So they created opportunity zones in places like where the studio is sitting at right now. So you can move your black ass up there? Yeah, so mm-hmm. they they have people. So I just saw it uh, on the zoning maps. Um, might have been Thursday. Basically, where the studio sits at, it's outside of an opportunity zone. Where the studio still sits. Guess what happens when you cross the street? Uh, it's no longer an opportunity zone? It is an opportunity zone. Like, literally, across the street. But you see what's going up across the street right now, right? An apartment complex. Four. White folk? Probably low income. It's opportunity zone. So they're going to try to keep it in the opportunity zone. Plus, right down the road is projects for black people. And then you see what's around here, too. So, yeah. And that's probably why I think I'm trying so hard to stay in North Charleston. Mm -hmm. Because I I see the the fixes in, and I see it, and I'm just trying to be the pebble. I'm trying to be that pebble in the shoe, basically. Yeah, my black ass still lives here. Fuck out of here. Go Legichi, bro. Fuck out of here. You can go ahead, you can go ahead and move your ass in from Ohio because you're mm-hmm. trying to avoid the snow. Newsflash: Global warming happens. It ain't gonna snow that much anymore, bitch. You moved here for no goddamn reason. Yeah, all these people. Um, so I know people that moved down here just because they heard it was cool to move south, and they already trying to leave. <laughs> Got your dumb ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your ass back to Boston, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, real racism yeah. down here. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they said it's too busy here. And, I, and what I do is I always tell people, no matter what you feel like you hear, when you're here, yeah. if you come to Charleston, South Carolina, do not think that the rest of South Carolina is like Charleston because it's not. Yeah, this is a, I actually told somebody that, um, I, I still think it's actually an after effects of slavery. I was explaining Gullah Geechee to somebody. Um, at my day job, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, because this this was a slip. This is a major. A lot of the a lot of the areas that are considered Gullah Geechee are surrounding uh, surrounding major slave points ports mm-hmm. back in slavery days. So and that's why that a lot of that came from. Cause, you know, you know, 
slavery ends, you got people who are actually probably just from Africa living in these areas. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that bleeds over, though. So like, that whole why it's so different. And also because of that, the fact this was a slave port, this was actually a major port because it was a slave port. Right. Like, there's a reason why this, this town... This town comes off like a big city, but it doesn't have all the, it doesn't have any of the big city benefits. Right. Like there's nothing there's really nothing here. Like I couldn't say I mean there's a reason why you don't get like a whole lot of concerts here. There's a reason why there's not a sports team here. Because they don't want that kind of shit here. Mm-mm. But it's still an area where, you know, things come in because it's a port town. Yeah, so would it been so you have a bunch of old white money up here, right? Here oh, in this old white money. Old ass, like rice money. <laughs> before before cotton. Rice money. Right. Still right here. And they they don't want that to change. One thing about South Carolina though is um the thing that makes it a little bit different from other southern Bible belt racist ass states is who said they smile in your face. I want to say it was the OJs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, they're very nice with their racism. Like they'll smile in your face and then um point to the Confederate flag that's flying above the state house before they took it down. You know what my you know my theory is on that though? Uh-huh. I think it's because in Charleston you get, you get more um ants with sugar. No, it ain't that. We're <laughs> used to each other. If you ever, okay, yeah. if you look at a lot of those cities where in towns in the last few years where like those white people, white women would just randomly be calling the police on black people, mm-hmm. those are towns that are being really that are being gentrified in like the truest sense of the word. Like white folk are actually moving back to where black people already live, mm-hmm. and the black people haven't moved out yet. So there's a culture shock. These white folks actually move back to these places, and they don't really understand this is how black people get down. Right. We congregate. We're social. I mean, human beings are social creatures, but we're probably more social than anybody. Yeah. Right. So when you see black people just go out to the park and grill, nobody's tripping because shit, I'm about to get me a burger. Mm-hmm. You know, like that one dude. Um, I heard a story in D.C. where he called the cops on like a Metro PCS because, um, you know, some and some metros be a little bit lit. I mean, it's right. It's it's actually I actually enjoy, I actually enjoy it. Um, but it's not no, I can't say just Metro because that's stores in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stores be lit, like you know, hey, let's um play some music, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, D.C actually has their own type of music, go-go music. Right. So the store was playing go-go music, and this white dude called the, um, he called the police on them. And, again, he's living in an area he's never lived in before, not really know how black people get down. Right. Here in Charleston, we've always been on top of each other, black-white. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing... That's why all the mixed babies out here. I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> but even if you're the most racist white man in the world, what are you going to do, hate on black dudes when y'all got to hang sheetrock? Mm-hmm. Like, shit, I got fucking kids to feed, too. So mm-hmm. maybe we're going to suspend this racist shit until we get the fuck off the clock. Mm-hmm. But while from 8 to 5 or whatever, however long we work, you know, man, let's go ahead and just work so we can get this fucking paycheck on Friday. Right. That's really and, what it is. It, it might be also because, I mean, I don't know. I know here it feels completely different still. So here it feels, even though I've been to Alabama and Mississippi for extended periods of time and know it's a different feeling there than it is in Charleston, Charleston still feel like Charleston is where you feel the most um, disconnect between Charleston and Greenville. Hmm. But um, 
it still doesn't seem as disconnected as like when I spent I spent like a few months in Mississippi and State um, of Mississippi. A couple of weeks in Alabama. And and you could it feels completely different now. Like Alabama. And I guess it's that it's, it's because it's more rural. Like in, 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 in Atlanta. Atlanta is filled with um black liberals and stuff like that. It's filled with white liberals. It's filled with liberal people in Atlanta. Atlanta's a very liberal city. You ride about fifteen minutes outside of Atlanta, you start feeling that difference. <laughs> you ride thirty minutes outside of Atlanta, it's a completely different state. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it is in Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. Like second yeah, second get past I say second get past Goose Creek. Mm-hmm. It feels different. Yeah, start feeling well. With all these Ohioans and uh, Connecticut, Maine, Boston, Seattle people moving out here, it's uh, it's starting not to feel that way out in like Neston, Neston, Somerville. That shit is very liberal. Mm. Um, but now it's more like are you talking from like a social political standpoint? Well, I'm just talking about like the feeling, like um. On the Berkeley County side, you still see those flags flying. You still see those Trump flags and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm not talking about political, even though Trump is political. <clears throat> the Confederate flag is political and stuff like that. But oh, it's yeah, that feeling. Okay. Just on Somerville, Dorchester side, though, it's not that. I mean, you might see one or two, but you might see one or two anywhere. But as you go on up, now it's past Ridgeville. You start going up past Ridgeville. You have a very short period where it starts up again, and then you get to Orangeburg, which is a liberal town. It's a college, black town. It's a college town too. Yeah, and that was weird to me when I like when I put two and two together, rode through downtown, and realized that Orangeburg is a black town. Yeah, it's a black town. It's a college town. Of course, yeah. it's gonna be liberal. So, although um, I know it depends, you know, black people and liberalism, it's like a weird relationship. Yeah, because most black people, I don't think that black people, when when I meet black people in South Carolina, it's not automatically liberal. Black people actually, if people actually examine it, Mm -hmm. black people are actually more conservative than not. More conservative, and especially if they're religious. However, let's continue this conversation after a quick commercial break. 